A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Sup? Hey. Signers. Hello. <laughs> Uh, before we get into this week's episode, we've got some more reviews to read. Uh, if you don't know, if you leave us a five-star review, we will read it on air. We, and that's what's about to happen. We legally have to. Well, we don't. We, we just made up this rule. We legally want to. <laughs> <laughs> you can say anything. We just want the stars. So But we also us. like reading nice things. So yeah, that's hopefully preferred. It's, hopefully it's nice. We are people. We do feel things. Yes. Uh, but... Let's get into them. This first review comes from B. Conrad, and it's entitled Mad Respect. <laughs> already, already here for it. Aries Rising, Cancer Sun, Taurus Moon. I really enjoy listening to this podcast. While I personal do not personal do not agree with their political views i have to say that it's respectable and commendable how they're able to talk about controversial issues in an approachable manner while i'm still new to understanding my natal chart y'all have really helped me to navigate some of my tougher placements especially my pisces saturn and my gemini venus y'all really have something special going on with this podcast so keep up the amazing work Wow. wow. Look at that bipartisan. open-minded. Yes. Thank you. Look Thank that, you so much, B. Conrad. Look at that bipartisan review. Also, what what views? I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to know specifically which gonna ones. Going to be honest, B um, did get a little nervous reading that. We, don't <laughs> <laughs> we do not pre-read these. Uh, this is a, on oh, the, on oh the yeah, this is us practicing for auditions doing, what are they called? Live reads? Yeah, prompter, teleprompter readings. And, I mean, uh, we did but, have that one before that was like, they like abortions. One star, and it was like, couldn't you well, just like have written down the five-star review? But... well. But I, I appreciate that. But that was that. cool. Thank Beacon you so much. Mad respect to, to each you, their Beacon own baby. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up from... 
Stella Guna, uh, t- Scorpio Sun, Taurus Rising, Aquarius Moon, and that's the title. Can I just say that this podcast has really allowed me to put my jagged puzzle pieces together, and wow, I'm amazed at how many of my placements really make sense. I've also wondered why it is I can never escape the endless wormhole that is my mind, but hello, Scorpio Mercury, how are you? Keep it up. I absolutely adore listening to you guys banter. I'm definitely laughing along with you. Oh, thank you. Very sweet. What a sweet little puzzle piece. Thank you. Your next review comes from Denver Pisces Signer. Oh. And it's entitled Creative Astrology for a Pisces Sun. Hey, ladies. I've listened to every episode and absolutely love all the fun girl talk and helpful astro breakdowns. I just listened to the Astro Bops episode on my commute to work, and this spoke to my soul. I teach rock music full-time, am a songwriter, and sing in several bands in Colorado. Let's just say I feel all the feels and constantly am relating astrology to music. I love the idea that the planets and signs each have their own pitch and vibration. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this great podcast and making me feel a lot less crazy about my cosmic relationship with music. Much love and thanks for brightening up my commute. Denver Pisces, Rock Hands, Music Notes, Fishy. Whoa. That's so awesome. You sound so I, we freaking hear cool. Your music. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you're comfortable sharing that, um, we'll post it. Again, like, this is a great place to self. If you didn't know this, if you, Five Star is a great place to self promo. Uh, yes. You can, any literally everything is uh, open and on the table, but send us your music. And, yes. or, or if you have shows or if you need music, rock music, school of rock lessons in Denver, get it. Den- Denver Pisces baby get at her uh next review comes from joe the virgo i love it uh i would watch it coming to abc this fall uh, <laughs> it's entitled such an informative and joyful pod hey gals just wanted to say thank you for sharing your genuine goofy and curious selves my friends are always asking me how i know so many random facts about astrology and my answer is always this pod even though there is so much to learn out there, your combos inspire me to research more about the latest topic and how it pertains to my life, the lives of the people around me, and the wor- and the world. From a Virgo sun, Libra rising, and Libra moon, I love giggling along to the pod every week. Aww. Thank you, Joe. It's Joe the Virgo on NBC. Uh, and finally, Simply the Best by Allison the Libra. And better than all the rest. You get it. Really, though, learning about astrology as a beginner has been a blast with these ladies. Although I may die of anticipation waiting for a Libra episode to drop. Don't worry, guys. You all lived. Uh, I still look forward to every new episode, and they're always they are always a good time. Don't wait another second to give this podcast a listen. You will not regret it. Guys, these are such nice reviews. Yes, like, you. Thank you. I'm glad we can all like be uh, hanging out together uh, through these air airwaves, pod oh, yes. waves, whatever the hell these waves are. Uh, Thank you. If you, uh, yeah, consider leaving us a five-star review if you haven't already. We love them, and it really helps us. Uh, we are grateful to everyone who has. And uh, without further ado, enjoy this episode.
Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. I'm Lisa Chenu. And today, I mean, if you don't know who our guest is, I would be honestly shocked that you found our podcast. <laughs> um, I mean, icon, astro icon in the realest sense, best-selling author. I mean, uh, most published astrologer, perhaps, <laughs> uh, across many countries. You know her prolific monthly horoscopes on Astrology Zone. It's the one and only Susan Miller. Uh, what an intro. Thank you, Julia. Um, Susan, I just feel like I'm in the presence of royalty right now. Like It is just, a, I mean, truly been on our wish list since we've created this podcast. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the first name we wrote down. Yeah. Wow. Been, I'm so happy to know about your podcast. I want to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> you should start with your episode. It's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> we, I, I'm very excited that you agreed to do this. I don't know if you remember this, but we met at your live event at Liberate in Hollywood in February. Oh, I love Liberate. It They're such nice people. Yeah, it was a lovely yes. event, but you mentioned that you always wanted to do stand up about the I signs. Did. I always did. You remember that? I did. Well, because I went in and I told them that I was going to see you. And I was like, <laughs> if I get a chance, I'm going to ask her to be on the podcast. And then I was like, I don't want, but like, only, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to like use my question to put you on the spot like that. But once you said that, I was like, oh, she's, I was like, I bet no, she'd do I the pod. Think- I think life needs more laughter, especially now. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Oh my god, that's amazing. Are you a performer by nature? No, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm more of a writer. Oh yeah, I'm actually kind of reserved. Yeah, are you? Yeah. It's easier for me to be alone in writing. Uh, but I do go to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> People say, where are you inspired? I go to Dunkin' Donuts. I live in New York, in Manhattan. And Actually, see how high your table is? That's more like uh, Starbucks. Their tables are high, so you can't type. Mm. Um, but but Dunkin' Donuts has low counters with a big window where you can look out on the street, and you meet such nice people in Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Someone will talk to you, and, you know, like they say, the, the city has a million stories, and everybody does have a million stories. And I'm writing and writing and writing, and all of a sudden I'll talk to someone it was really funny there was a little boy a little child it was freezing out and his babysitter couldn't get him to put his hat on so I was watching this and I said well I'm gonna put my hat on (laughs) while I was typing and the policeman on the other side of him said and I'm putting my my hat and my mask on (laughs) it was just so funny to see a cop do that he had his gun and his uniform and everything and the little boy did that (laughs) no there's just this sweet little incidents you know that you see i have several comedian friends who write at the dunkin donuts out here so i think there must be something Something in the water really do you have dunkin donuts we have a few they're definitely not as as common as in yeah but they they i think we had enough (laughs) new york transplants come and demand that we get duncan well as opposed to starbucks i would say it's more family oriented and more you are going to see more real regular it's a blue collar coffee and they have such nice people mexicans and iranians and muslims they have just it's the united nations there yeah yeah and they're cute and they tiptoe around me we have to be quiet today. Susan's running late <laughs> and we can't disturb her. And I'm like, no, it's fine. You can talk. It's all right. You're not disturbing me. What's your, if you can reveal, what's your Duncan order? Oh, no, I just have 
a medium coffee with milk, no sugar, and a um, a French crawler is my favorite. Oh, all and, right. And people must think I'm drinking coffee all day. I really only have one cup in the morning, and that's it. And uh, and that one donut. They'll say, how many? And I'm like, come on, just one, of course. America and astrology zone run <laughs> on Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> do and and this might apply to other arenas of existing as an astrologer on a day to day basis. Do the Duncan people know that you're there writing astrology? Do they ask? Do they pry? No. Do they try to get in? Or do people do that to you in general? They don't in life? know what I'm writing. But when I went to Eli's Eats, see, I change venues constantly. <laughs> when it's nice, you try to find a place to sit outside. I think you have more here because you have screenwriters. Oh, yeah. But air, Eli's, air, air quotes. quotes. <laughs> <laughs> See, I want, I want people to send me their favorite places to write, and I'll go there. I mean, here, because I have an apartment here in L.A. and also in Manhattan. So if people could just... Give me a clue. And see, most places won't let you sit there for four hours. Right. You know, and I need places where, you know, you can just live on tea and donuts or whatever. A you low know, overhead cost for the mm -hmm. city. Yeah. And I, oh, I, each sign that I write for Astrology Zone takes me seven hours. Wow. So then I get up. I have, you know, maybe lunch at that point. And the, my routine is pretty much the same every day. I... I call the bank first to make sure all the checks have cleared. And if there's a <laughs> blinking light that someone, did you get my check? Did you? Oh, it's in my wallet. Well, it wants to go to the bank. <laughs> the bank is its home. It's its mother. Bring it to the bank, please. You know, once I had little post-its all over the check. I love the bank. Take me to the bank. Take me to the bank. You know? And you know, believe it or not, there are some people that you have to kind of nudge and some people if they're at my bank chase i bring it for them can you believe it <laughs> oh my goodness and you know i have eight engineers i have three content people i have four editors i have uh, an assistant who's crackerjack i really need a second one um we're looking <laughs> and i have a designer and a head of advertising i just have all these people but they're not with me Mm -hmm. Even Courtney, who's my right-hand person, um, she's Vibrant Soul Astrology on Instagram. Hey. Uh, so you can see her face, yeah. and she's a sweetheart. Um, she works out of her house. New York has tough weather. Like, yeah. all this week, it's been raining, and it's 55 degrees there. It's cold. And mm -hmm. So I let her work out of her house, you know, unless we're sending out calendars to the press or doing something special. Then she comes in. Like, I want her there tomorrow. So she, actually, she sends me my first-class mail in the middle of a trip so that I can start writing checks here rather than make people wait. And if I'm going to Europe or, like, I went to Greece this summer to do a job Ooh. for a five-star hotel and this sounds so glamorous it was crete they wouldn't let me out of the hotel i was there 10 days i was out twice for two and a half hours was it because <laughs> like they wanted you just to keep to read working? their their fine clients to and be they on were, call wow well no it, it wasn't on, i said i need courtney and they thought oh well <laughs> she doesn't really need her 
they did because people would have appointments and say, I'm going snorkeling instead. I'm going to the leper colony. I'm going. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. What a and, mix. Oh, my God. And so Courtney would seamlessly change their appointments to use my time well because they wanted me to do f- four people a day. And people were staying at the hotel. This is a five-star resort with you know, spa and everything. They did give me a massage. They yeah. did. They, yeah, they <laughs> should. Yeah, they had Susan Miller. It's a five-star hotel for sure. Yeah. Also, imagine being like, you know what? I could get read by Susan, but the lepers oh. just <laughs> really calling oh. to me well, right now. Well, you know, the leper colony is on an island. Now, there aren't any lepers anymore. <laughs> what? But no. it went all the way to 1957. Wow. I didn't know. I didn't know that. And when you have leprosy, you lose an ear or a nose parts of your face fall off i didn't know that wow and you go to this colony and the houses are little and they're made out of stone and you feel like you're walking down a movie set and you go into little churches and there was a priest there and i was asking him so many questions i said okay i have to make a donation to the church because i'm asking you way too many questions (laughs) he said well just put it in the poor box and then when i was leaving he said look i'm not going to let you leave without a book because you do have a lot of questions he gave it to me that's That's so so sweet but you could just imagine women carrying baskets with chickens and and little pigs walking you're transported through time really and and it's so beautiful this island yeah and it's like 360 degrees so i said to some of the guards i said well did anybody ever like swim away <laughs> they said well they would swim every night to see their families and come oh. back in, oh in the God. morning but that's dangerous that yeah. would spread yeah. it yeah. but they said children were born on this island and they didn't have it wow they had a little school for them and everything it's I did get to see that, and I did have a dinner um, by the water. And I said to the man who was, he came over, he said, I'm the owner, and I heard you were coming. <laughs> I was like, my hotel must have called. <laughs> and I said, oh, look at this little boat with two guys. They're coming straight to us. He said, well, that's the fish you ordered. My son's caught it. Oh, wow. And I'm like, you're kidding, really? He said, no, you wanted the, the halibut. And, yeah, that's amazing. Whoa. They have really good food. That The tomatoes in Greece... I can't see. Although my daughter found some here. Um, she lives here in, in the farmer's market, and uh, I could bring them back. They're so good. Ooh, it's all good. born here because most of the produce in the United States comes from California or Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get yeah. a lot of the freshest stuff. Get the good stuff. My father was a produce dealer and had a beautiful Italian specialty store in Manhattan. Wow. That my grandfather started in 1898 and it closed in 1981. Wow. My mom owns an Italian restaurant. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So you know about a little bit. perishables. You <laughs> <laughs> know what you're doing when you run a food store. The perishable sisters over here. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you. Um, how you started Astrology Zone in 1995? Mm-hmm. What December 14th? What? Oh, a Sag. <laughs> yeah, right. it just worked out that way. They first talked to me in July, but they, you know, it was the birth of the internet. Yeah. How? How did you? I mean, not how like that how did you know? But like, yeah. What were? What? Um, yeah, was it just a, a lucky thing, or was that foresight, or were, have you always been technologically inclined like that? No, no. Opportunity comes to you, and sometimes you really have to run with it. Let's go back to when I was really little. Yes. Uh, yes. Take us Give back. me the Susan origin story. I'm the firstborn. I have a sister, and I'm playing blocks on the floor, and my sister's in the crib sleeping. 
I'm about five or six, and my mother is drying her hands saying, I can play with you. And she's coming down on the floor, and we're building a house together. And this is the German side of my family, although she was born in America. Big blue eyes, she's coming close to me. And she <laughs> says, Susan, did you ever wonder why you were born? And I have a Buster Brown haircut, you know, little, <laughs> little Campbell's soup. <laughs> and I'm like, no, mommy, no. no. <laughs> and she's looking at me with big eyes and she says, you need to think about this. We all need to know why we were born and what we can contribute. So this, you know, I loved my mother. And you want to please your mother when you're little and, and when you're big, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and... And that stuck in my mind. I'm like, why was I born? I didn't have an answer. That bothered me, you know. But then when I was nine, I, I was at my grandma's house, and I didn't like leaving the city in the summer, so I was a little bored. You know, I'd make little magazines for her. and I'd, <laughs> So one day I said, could you just read my chart and tell me what I'm going to be when I grow up? She said, oh, sure. So she gets my chart, and she said, you're going to write. I said, write? Nobody writes in our family. She said, I'm going to work on your grammar. I don't know what you're writing about, but I'm going to work on your grammar. <laughs> she, she was Gemini. so. Aww. But she said, when you get closer to the end of your 30s, you get to be your midheaven. And I have Aquarius up there. She, and I have Gemini rising, which is why she said writing. Mm -hmm. She said, some newly invented form of communication, so new we don't know the name of it yet, will change the way you work and be the channel in which you make your ultimate contribution to the world. Damn, you have some mystical Whoa. family yeah. members. <laughs> I remember it word for word. I actually repeated that before she died. You know, she was well. I mean, she wasn't like on her deathbed or anything. She said, I don't remember saying that. I was, she said, but it sounds like something I would say. She, so I'm like thunderstruck. I said, how can you tell me that by looking at a piece of paper? It has no depth. It's a piece of paper. Yeah. She said, well, you have Aquarius on the top. And Aquarius is what's newly invented. It's what comes next. And it's what we don't understand, like black holes and things like that, what we still have to do research on. And it has to do with math. So you're somehow involved with that. But it also runs on electricity, you know, because it's ruled by Uranus. She said... For me, it was television was our big thing from our generation. But I think it's something else for you, although I do believe you'll be on television. I couldn't even imagine this. I was a very shy child. And I was born with a birth defect. I was always in bed. I just was not Miss Social like my sister was. And uh, I thought, this is crazy. So now... What could it be? What You know, a nine-year-old yeah. is dri driving her mother crazy. So now she's washing dishes on behind her. She's vacuum cleaning on behind her. You have to tell me more. You have to tell me more. She said, well, Susan, I can only tell you one thing. Aquarius is an air sign, right? Those little zigzags, people think it's water, it's air. There's little dots or lines that go through the air that are invisible. You can't see them, but it has something to do with your writing. That zippered me shut completely. I had no idea. I couldn't make any sense of that. She said, I can't either, but that's all I can tell you. So you file it away. I used to remember everything my mother told me. Because remember, I'm sick in bed. I can't even get up and get my dolls and my crayons or when I got older, a book or a magazine. I couldn't get up. I was 
bedridden. I couldn't even move an inch in the bed. She would have to change the sheets with me in the bed like they do in the hospital. And if, if she jarred me too much, it was like nitroglycerin. It was like a bomb oh. going off. I'd be in so much pain. But she would know how to do it. So, all right, I grow up. <laughs> uh, but, but I never went to high school. I did homeschool, you know, and then I went to college. I went to NYU. My father said, you should major in business. You'll always work. Those words, you'll always work. <laughs> Practical <laughs> family, right? You know. And um, so I majored in business, which was hard going from junior high to college. And, but I did, and I ran for office because nobody wanted to be my friend. So I know I said, well, what job does nobody want? Treasurer. Oh, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I would stand in front of the elevator, vote for me, and I had my platform, and people say, oh, that's pretty good. I said, well, if you can add something, I'll add it. You know, And I kept winning, dean's list and everything. <laughs> so I did make friends, because if you don't get into a study group in the library, you're kind of out in left field. So that all worked out, you know, and I did very well in college. But I, um, I started, I never told anyone that I knew astrology. When I was so sick and I was going to have to go through three years of physical therapy, they had to paralyze me during the operation to oh save my, my life. And I've had 40 blood transfusions. I, I've been very, very, very sick. And, and I had a drop foot when I woke up from the operation. I had no feeling, I couldn't move my toes. Oh my God. And my doctor said, you're only 14. I was in the hospital 11 months. They kept doing more surgeries. and. You know, you'd go on the parallel bars. No, first you went on a, a tilt table uh -huh. to, to get your circulation used to being upright. Wow. Then you'd go on the parallel bars. Then you'd have another operation. You're back on the tilt table. But my mother always gave me a vision of what was coming. You know, when you go to a hospital, don't say to people, how's the pain? You say, <laughs> you say, Susie, she would say, when we break you out of jail, <laughs> and you know hospitals are in the twelfth house, you know, just <laughs> jail also. You're gonna travel because I could never travel. I never yeah. knew when I was gonna. It, my attacks were internal bleeding, but the doctors didn't know what it was, and they said I was making it up. So it was even worse. Uh -huh. You'd be in pain, and people don't believe you. But I had the chief of staff, and he was great. But I had to go through all this physical therapy. It was very painful. I wanted to know if it was going to come to something. And I want to say right now that I am religious Catholic. And I did pray to St. Jude and all my saints. And But I still was a kid. I wanted mm -hmm. to know. I just wanted to know if I'd look like you. <laughs> would I have a big brace? Would I have crutches? You know, Or would I be able to get rid of them? And my mother kept saying, no, I'm not going to teach you. I'm not going to teach you. I'm not going to teach you. I'm like, why? You're an astrologer. You're going to study for six months and think you know what you're talking about. And then you're <laughs> going to talk to your friends. I don't have any friends. I'm not at school. <laughs> you know, but, and, I'm, and never say, oh, that's so sad. No, I, I'm a kid who liked to be, I like to sew. I like to make things. Mm -hmm. it, it, I'm a very good cook. I'm happy alone. It was okay. So, um, she wouldn't, she wouldn't teach me. A whole year went by. So I wrote to Horoscope Magazine, and I said, will I ever walk again? And I gave, I knew my time of birth. You know, my mother had my charts around the house, and she always told me. And one day she walks in the living room. I remember I was at a typewriter typing my homework, because the Board of Ed helps kids like this, and they, you know, come over to your house and give you homework assignments. <laughs> and I took my SATs, PSATs, Regents, all those tests I took at home so she, 
she comes in with a manila envelope and she said, did you write to Horoscope Magazine? Oh my God. <laughs> How does she know? Do mothers know everything? Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I thought, just thought she had come up with the mail and, you know, she was just asking me that. I said, well, I did, but that was seven months ago and they never answered me. She pulls out the magazine. I think you're in the latest issue. Oh, my God. Whoa. It's Your name isn't there, but that's your birthday. That's your problem. And, Whoa. And I think your listeners need to know, when you ask an astrologer a question like that, how, am I going to walk again? Mm-hmm. They have to be like a detective. It showed good family support, good attitude of the patient, lives in a big city near facilities, right. uh, great aspects to the house of health, but good attitude, too, that will work through, you know, mm-hmm. difficult, you know, treatments. You know, So they're putting the whole thing together. And she said, um, I don't know. Let's read it together. I, I didn't read it yet. So she reads it to me. And I said, I, I don't understand these words in astrology. You have to teach me. She said, why? You have your answer. So I looked at her and I just Whoa. smiled. And she said, oh, no, you're going to check the editor-in-chief. I said, of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you're never going to stop. I said, I'm never going to stop. Come on. Oh, my God. She said, you have to study 12 years. And you never read a chart to anyone without me being in the room. But remember, I lived in a brownstone. I had my sister. Of course, my father, but he wasn't as interested in this. <laughs> and then upstairs was my Italian relatives, my father's side of the family, my grandma and my three aunts. And then they had brothers that would come over. So there was always somebody, okay, you could do me. You could do me. Ah. And my mother would go upstairs and sit there. And, and she always taught me it's very important to get feedback. Because I feel when I read a chart, that's just the beginning. Mm-hmm. I need that person to call me. And I hear myself saying, you can call as much as you want. So, <laughs> and, and Courtney looks horrified. She says, they're going to. <laughs> but, but I feel bad if somebody's out of work or their mom's in the hospital. Well, I just yeah. want to know. Isn't you know? that also, though, how you, you know, kind of make sure astrology is working, too? Because oh, to make sure I'm, yeah. I'm interpreting it. Right. Because yeah. math is correct. See, the universe is built on math and the Fibonacci formula. And all these formulas are what God used to create the universe. And astrology is not a replacement for religion. I had one <laughs> reporter from Newsweek. Now, I felt really bad. She was 25, and she said, I'm so glad I found astrology. I gave up my Jewish religion. And I said, no, 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 no. Everybody needs religion. Religion teaches you ethics and kindness, and it has a rich history. And no, no. And it has Bible stories. I love stories. And, you know, I love them. The lives of the saints are like my favorite. But, <laughs> but um, you know, you, you need that. And in, in the chart, the ninth house is dogma of any religion you study. And the twelfth house is pure belief, whether you do or you don't. And mm-hmm, it just mm-hmm. comes from the heart. And it's your approach. And um, so it's reflected. In there. Well, speaking of math, one of the episodes that we did was on Ophiuchus, <laughs> and uh, we heavily referenced your. Um, oh, thank yes. you. Yeah, I thought that was a good essay I wrote. There was a lot of amazing. pressure on me. There's so much information, <laughs> and and you really presented that. You know, we're not we're not 
devoid of science in this field. We no. are yeah. very like we use math and we are like intelligent people, even though we're talking about feeling and vibe and yeah. dogma <laughs> and things like that. We use math and science and, and th- this isn't like a silly thing. Yeah. Well, there were many. There are many more constellations than the twelve. Of course, there are eighty-eight according to the Scientific yeah. Academy, but they compress them. You probably remember me writing about cancer, and it's the crab. But the crab doesn't eat much. Where does it come from that they eat? They like to eat. They like to cook. The little bear is right above the crab, and the bear eats. He loves to eat, <laughs> and they kind of put it together. Oh wow! And when you study the history of astrology, it's really interesting. When I wrote Planets and Possibilities, Warner Books wanted me to get into that. And the book is out of print now, although they're selling it like crazy on Amazon. I Planets and Possibilities. But I don't get any residuals. Oh, no. I don't know who's getting it. Oh, no. But I will update it. I have to, I oh, have wow, to do yeah. that. But I'm, I'm writing the year ahead, 2020, which is a huge year. And I'm also writing my calendar. I feel people need a calendar on the wall. And where you can look at weeks at a time if you're planning a wedding or a party Mm -hmm. or a job interview. When you go up to Harper's Bazaar, see, I live in New York, and (laughs) I know all the the magazines because I I just left Elle and and Instala used to write for it too. I send, you know, some up there, and they're all over. It's CNN and Mm -hmm. everywhere, and especially the sales department. Looks mm-hmm. at the day they want to make a presentation, wow. you know, to bring in money for the magazine. Yeah. On this track, talking about the scientific and this, and this is maybe uh, uh, an mm-hmm. abstract question, but I don't think so. Maybe it is for me, but I think that, <laughs> that. what is astrology? Mm. Because I've been having this conversation with people recently. Oh, it's pretty Ophicus simple. One of those things that kind of comes up. But it's, yeah, what? It's the study of mathematical s- cycles of the planets some that reoccur and some that never reoccur in a lifetime again. And uh, the planets all have a place in the universe. And uh, I I heard it expressed in an interesting way, and you've probably come across this. The houses are the setting, Mm -hmm. and the planets are the characters, and the signs are what they're wearing, and the costumes, and the, Uh the environment. It's amazing how I can... I can know things, and I'm not psychic. People say, well, where do you get this information from? NASA. (laughs) NASA knows the calibration of the planets. Now, you can get this from different sources. The Rosicrucians publishes an ephemeris. You can get one online. You can get it. It just depends on if you want it set at midnight or at dawn or, you know, if you want an American one or a London one. But there's different ones, but they're all getting the same information, you know, the calibration of the planets. And and astrology is excruciatingly um, detailed and mathematical. And back in, it started in Mesopotamia, in uh, Babylonia, mm-hmm. and then the Greeks loved it, and so did the um, Romans, but it was the Egyptians that really put it on the map. But when Islam developed the the decimal point, Robert Hand said to me, everybody thought, oh, that's the end of astrology. Just the opposite. They could get much more um, accurate with forecasting. Remember, in the old days, they only had sundials. Yeah. They didn't have clocks. So they wrote down what the child would look like by the rising signs. You know, high forehead for Aries, a mane of hair for Leo, just different 
you know, Pisces, very big eyes, uh, um, Virgo, very chiseled features, different things, you mm-hmm. know, that would help try to figure out what the rising sign was of their child. Wow. So cool. I mean, and we've heard, you know, that's been like a topic of discussion with the rising sign of this projection of self. Is it like really influencing? What, how oh, do you, I guess, it how sets do you the uh, profession. Oh, that is the, you know how millennials sometimes say, I don't know what I want to be. I know exactly what they should be by the rising sign. And that's how you rectify a chart too. You ask the person, Hmm. what do they do? And then you move it and see if that works when you're, you're, see, I do predictive astrology. There are people Mm -hmm. who don't do any prediction. They delve into your past and they psychoanalyze you. And I think, I'm going to be controversial. I yes. I think that's it. pretentious. Oh, my oh. God. I'm not going to tell you how you got along with your father. Now, I might scared. say Spoiler that it was alert, a you didn't. hard at home. Like I had a lady this morning. Um, I'm doing this retreat. And um, so some people wanted their charge on. And I said, she had, she had Saturn conjunct the moon. But she also had Uranus in the in the um, fourth house of home. I said, did you move a lot? She said, constantly. Was one of your parents a little too strict? Totally. Home wasn't where the heart was. I think your mom, though, was overburdened. She said, yes, but she was also held in her feelings and didn't want us to know how she was feeling. She kind of put up a front, which they did in the 50s and Mm -hmm. 60s, you know. And um, I remember once, I met this woman. I didn't even know her. I don't even know how she came to me. And she said, I said, what do you do? You're a writer. And she said, yeah, I write teen romance novels. Awesome. And I said, oh, wow, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. I never went to high school. I should read your books. I would relive, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> right? People tell me I didn't miss much. <laughs> yeah. I miss the mean girls. But anyway, <laughs> I'm looking at her book and I'm seeing film all over the place. I said, wait a minute, Jane. You're getting an option on a book. And she opens her mouth. I said, wait, two books. Any minute, any minute, you're getting optioned for a movie on two different books, two titles. She said, you're good. (laughs) She said, last week, two books. Oh, my God. Wow. How would I know that? I've never seen that in a chart before. I don't even know how I'd know how to look for it, but I did see it. There's a lot of that. I Sometimes people say to me, no, no, that's not true, and I keep going. Oh, yeah. I had, <laughs> I had a, um, a lunch with my best friend, and she, she said, Tart, the cosmetic people, have been so nice to me. You know, let's take them out. So there's this lady, they're very pretty girl, and her assistant, and, and she says, so read my chart. So I'm reading it, and I said, uh, you're married? She said, yeah. I said, the baby's coming real soon. Oh, well, I don't know. It's a little soon. No, the baby's so cute. Oh, no. No, I really don't think. So adorable and such a good baby. And he's coming in a few months. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and, and she keeps saying no. So we leave. We're going out on the street. We're hailing taxis. She said, I'm three months pregnant. I just didn't want my company to know. Oh, my, oh my God. So, so like, and often people say no, and I just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, no, 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 you're not getting it. It's here. You know? So, so Susan, you, it's your time, you, you know? said you're not a psychic, but that you just look at what you're giving. No, but do but you have 
do you no, feel intuitive psychic. or have like no i think you should run away from intuitive astrologers because they don't want to do the math everything i say you can look up in a book that's why i show the providence of my uh when i write astrology zone i say where i'm getting it from mm-hmm. so you can look that up and you could say hey you forgot something there's another way that could work out and that's fine i would love you to do that you know? wow Okay, I'd be remiss because I gotta ask this. Are you so? Are you third third generation astrologer? Because it sounds like your grandma. You said your grandma just whipped out a chart. And I'm like, that's not what most grandmas like. No, no, from- it was my mother. But it's really funny. You're <laughs> you're a psychic. I was at a uh, I was at a reunion in the country. You know, in the mountains, and mm-hmm. I saw one of my cousins, and he said, you know, your grandmother did astrology. I said, no, no, it was my mom. She studied it with the Rosicrucians for eight years. Wow. And I have her little books and everything. And she said, look what your grandmother wrote about me. And I couldn't believe it. It was typed. And she, she said his destiny is super successful. But this is when he was a kid. She wrote all this. I said, grandma did astrology? And I said, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, Europeans are way ahead of Americans. Oh, <laughs> are they? In, term- <laughs> in terms of astrology, in terms look, of time in zones, a lot of other I things as well. That's fair. Time zones and fashion, baby. Look it up. Fashion and love and everything. The Italian. I mean, you came in here. Oh, Susan came in here stunting, by the way. Yes. She's wearing oh, a gorgeous yes. dress, oh. highlighters for days, <laughs> like just really yeah. lipstick. We're sitting here all like fall and no, cozy. No, no, you look great. <laughs> <laughs> I um, no, it, it's. Did you know that California? Uh, not California. L.A. is, according to Google Analytics, my number one city. Really? I believe believe that. My second number one, the second one is New York. Sometimes it's close, but lately it's been, L.A. is the clear winner. Uh, London's my third. But in terms of the United States, all of a sudden, and other publishers are saying the same thing, Texas is coming on really strong. Really? Houston, Dallas. I'm from there. Things oh, are I, I love there, I, I love the Texans. They're so warm, and the food is amazing. Yeah. You know where we you get know. a ton of the astro astro people is Australia. I feel like oh, the Australians they love, love astrology. But see, that's English speaking. Yes, UK, Australia, Canada. Mm-hmm. They're all strong for me. But in terms of non English. Brazil Ooh. and Turkey. Nice. Oh, cool. Well, if you go on Twitter, let's say you go on at four o'clock. See, when I'm writing, see, the reason I like Twitter is like I don't have to go to my phone. I can go right on and then come back to my work. And I just want to see what people are talking about in the town square, right? Yeah, you love to tweet, yeah. I just love it because it's so simple and the pictures are big. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's fun, right? So if you come on later, like about 10, mm-hmm. the Brazilians are on. If you go on at maybe midnight or one, the Turks are on. If you stay up late, which I do, <laughs> three o'clock in the morning, you have all of India. Wow. India is 10% of my site. Wow. And we don't know how that happened because it's 
one day it's 10%. It goes from zero to one to 10%. So we think maybe a newspaper wrote about it. Uh, we don't know. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think we've seen on some like astrology documentaries that it seems like astrology is more integrated in just Indian culture, like on the, like, oh, actually it is. On the, like on the news when reports. The baby is born. Well, when, when my first child was born, my mother came in with her chart the next morning, mm-hmm. you know, oh. and that was really nice. And, and also with Diana too, the, the little one. Hand drawn or a printed page or hand drawn. That's she so didn't cool. have a computer. That's so cool. What a yeah. keepsake. That's awesome. Uh, how many kids do you have? Two. Are they like into this or what's up? Well, Chrissy's my older one, and she she works for Warby Parker. Oh, and she also she's also designing for Allbirds the the shoes. The shoes. Okay. Yeah. And, and Warby said you can you can do that gig on the side. It's fine because it's That's fun. cool. And she'll say I have to do a mailing or we're going to have a big presentation or give me the day and I'll say but I need a parameter. <laughs> Is it like next week or do I have the whole second half of the month or yeah. you know? And she'll always call me up. Diana, oh my gosh, Diana lives out here. Diana is the music producer for James Corden. Hey, she's one four emmys already oh my, oh my god. god congratulations a little aries you know oh there okay. you go they are such go-getters she got two for apple because apple has carpool karaoke franchise okay and they want different artists than cvs wants oh okay so this is like a double job she put the deal together gave it to legal and she said we're going to get you a great producer and they said no we want you and she said well i have to ask my boss and he said oh sure make them happy (laughs) (laughs) first two emmys that's amazing susan she she walks the red carpet you gotta go on carpool karaoke with james corden oh no you have to be a real artist (laughs) (laughs) you are you know it's so funny like um uh, uh, Julia Roberts and and uh, George Clooney were coming out with a movie, and they wanted to do Carpool, but the f- the shotgun seat has to be an artist. So they said, "Okay, you can sit in the back seat." So they said, "That's okay." Do you like Gwen Stefani? Yes, she was just on last week. We'll have her come back. She'll sing another song in her album, and they did it in Universal, and Julia came with her entourage. <laughs> George with his. Wow. And Gwen Stefani with hers. And her boss said, now I know what you do. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is a lot of, a lot of organization. And George wanted, he felt one song was enough, but she wanted two. And uh, and he, he was a good sport about it. That's he, cool. They talked him into it. <laughs> wow. That's so fabulous. Anyway, and then they did Selena Gomez the same day. And James said, let's go on the roller coaster and sing. And she said, great. <laughs> Who would do that? Oh, my God, I'd be so scared. And he said, oh, I need the rest of the crew because we have to have people. Diana said, um, I'm going to be listening to the sound. <laughs> I think I'll stay down Sit here. That one out. I'll, I'll supervise the, you know, the audio. <laughs> Aries, telling you what they want. Can't help it. <laughs> So it's it's fun hearing what the kids do. It's very inspiring. And I think a creative life is the happiest life. Amen. Money money gets old, you know, no matter how much of course you need money to to live and and to help your children or or whatever it is to buy a house, whatever you have in your mind. But if you can say I made that or I wrote that, it makes you so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happier than anything else. So I feel it's the key to the universe. 
while we're maybe that. on because you you bring up the rising being a career path is interesting something i haven't really well, heard and before the mid heaven is your ultimate your ultimate where you're going to go okay and what you're known for in the community they used to call it the house of dignity in the old days oh. if you find those old charts you know the old books are the best to go to the old bookstores <laughs> you know and um and, and also they have funny words for things like the sixth house is servants and yeah. small animals and stuff. <laughs> but, but by having weird words it jars your head yeah, yeah. and it's actually better for your creative thinking yeah you know what the, i mean my yeah. sister's in medical school right now and one of the like programs that they have because she's studying for tests and they have to learn like symptoms and stuff is it's like a pictogram kind of thing so it'll give them it'll be like oh a symptom of she was telling me that she was learning about like uh stis and stuff and so it was like uh, a boat it'll be like a flashcard with like a ship coming into a harbor <laughs> with like fluffy bunnies somewhere because they'll oh, be like wow. oh this is a, this is this is how you remember Whoa. the symptoms of chlamydia are this and this wow it's like putting those together because you're not you can't they're That's reading so creative yeah they're taking in so much information that they can't learn just reading and off all of the those paper. medical terms are as long as your arm yeah exactly so there's ones where she was showing me ones where it was like it's a mountain with snow on it because you're remembering that there's like this kind of I'm, keep yeah not flaky yeah skin I, keep, or I keep not wanting to say like gross discharge <laughs> 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 right gross fungal infections Whoa. but, Gosh, yeah. but yeah that just reminded me of that i'm just like that's of amazing cool ways to i'm glad remember. that they're doing that yeah I still wonder why they name flowers such long names that you can never remember. <laughs> just, just to mess with the creatives, like yes, <laughs> just a peony, so, so uh, that we never get the gifts <laughs> from the significant others. They're like, yes. oh, I couldn't possibly remember that. <laughs> Sorry, I got you like Ranunculus Frecanicus instead. Sorry, they all look they all look the same. Just to help men, I'm sure. Uh, exactly susan i have a hard-hitting question for okay you. <laughs> people ask us all the time i think it's like maybe the hottest question when people talk about astrology is who am i supposed to be with love compatibility do you have go susan shook her head also by the way Just <laughs> but, but, do you have go-to places you look in a chart or what's your vibe on well love? the sun sign is very important if you want it simple mm -hmm. um it's you stay within your element like water to water you can you can answer it's uh, finish each other's sentences i should say air and air and fire and fire and so forth but then also water and earth make flowers oh whereas Earth and air smothers mm -hmm. this very, you know, fire and earth. Earth will put out a fire, but but fire and air, it burns more brightly. But I feel you can get along with almost anybody. Um, we are a chemical equation. You know, when you meet someone, it, it forms, you know, in chemistry. You're yeah. right back there, and it's unique. And you have eight planets plus the sun and moon. Yeah, sometimes it'll take a little bit more effort, but I don't want people to think, oh, I married the wrong person, right. or they won't even date somebody. That, you know? That's the, that's the mm -hmm. big one. That's mm -hmm. bad. Now, I do have on my homepage, 
of astrology zone, a blue box, mm-hmm. and it's compatibility. And you put in, I am a Leo, my partner is an Aquarius, and then you do it the opposite way. I'm an Aquarius, my partner is a Leo. And if you take out the romantic references, you can see how you'll get along with your boss or with your best friend or anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have it there because people love it. But I also have the, I have it on my app. And I also have the quick match lounge guide where you can just talk to each other. I had the funniest thing when my kids used to live home and the girls were getting ready. And it seems that this group goes out in groups. When when I was little, we went out on a date, but you know they would go out in groups. So this young man is sitting there and we're waiting for Chrissy and Diana to brush their hair, whatever they're doing. He said, I found a way to pick up dates, you know, a really good way. And I'm like, you better tell me my readers are probably doing this. <laughs> I need to know. He said, well, I go to a party and I find someone who looks nice that I want to talk to. And I, I go over and I tell her my name and find out hers. And I say, do you read Susan Miller? Whoa, that's a good pickup line. You're such an enlightened man. (laughs) (laughs) And then we talk about your latest forecast, and she tells me what's going on. And you have it on the app. So I'm like, did this happen yet? And, you know, stuff like that. And he said, before you know it, that night the ice is broken. I know a lot about her. She knows a lot about me. And it's a nice beginning. And I thought, this is the most creative. I've never, I would laugh, you know. But I thought, this. He's brilliant. <laughs> so, okay, it's great because it's something. Yeah. Don't I mean, pull out your co-star, people. Yeah. Pull out the Susan Miller <laughs> Astrology Zone. Zone app. Well, I think even your statement about saying flip the compatibility is already thinking about it from actually like wanting to understand the other person as yeah. opposed to. I think a lot of people ask us these questions because they want just a, a check the box answer. Like, oh, okay, I'm a Sagittarius. I should only date Aries and yeah. Leo and air signs because then it'll make it and, easier as opposed to like, how can I understand this person? How can I interact mm-hmm. with whoever it is? That, that that's given. such, it's so well put. You know, life is complicated. So, and when you're dating first time, it's scary. So you want, you know, to get along. But like when my best friend, when she would go on match, she said, do you think he's cute? Do his chart. And they give you the birthday and everything. I said, first of all, most people lie on those. So don't go by that. (laughs) (laughs) But also, Anna, when when you go out, see how it goes the first three dates. If you tell me each time he's taking you to dinner, he's taking you to a food truck, then you can ask me if he's a little tight, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's a legitimate question. I don't think you need to ask Susan if he's tight. Sounds like he's he's tight. (laughs) Well, it's like, you don't need to read the chart for that one. (laughs) Right. Food trucks are expensive. (laughs) (laughs) They they are now. They don't used to be. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's that's. But you know what I mean? Like, you hope he'll take you someplace nice sooner or later you know and uh you know so have one question and also it's not considered ethical to read someone's Mm -hmm. chart without you there so you have to get their permission or better yet let's all have dinner and let's have fun and laughing yeah Yeah. do you find that also like I know you say that it's it's mathematical, but all you know, like you said about kind of following up with people and stuff too. I I would imagine that also like reading someone's chart is also just kind of math on a paper too. I'm, I mean, I'm sure you can gather more more from it, but like for for the purposes of deciding if this person is right for someone or well, that's whatever, gonna you know take what I mean. Time and that if somebody asks me a serious question, like. Um, 
my husband's partner has been stealing from him. He has to know how to proceed. Look, I'm not going to give him an answer in in a bookstore. I'm yeah. going to need to sit down and I need to hear more. I'm going to have to ask questions, you mm-hmm. know. I did something very interesting in Kripala. I don't go to Kripala anymore because they don't have TVs in the room and that's the only way I can relax. <laughs> <laughs> After, you know, session. But this is what I did. It was snowing. It was February. There was only about 20 people, which was really nice. And this one very handsome man, um, he looked like he could be a senator, you know. He said, I drove all the way from Nevada to ask you this question. I got married to my partner in in Massachusetts because it was the only state that allowed gay men to marry. And we were going to... um, do humanitarian projects together. We had big goals. And um, I think his partner's name was Joey. And he said after after a while, he never drank anymore. He used to, you know, just do silly things and waste time and <laughs> go to bars. And his family came to me and said he's not fun anymore. I said, wait a minute. They're upset that he's not drinking all the time? And yeah. He said, yeah. I said, gee, it's really bad when families get involved like this he said I want to know if we're going to make it and I said okay we're going to open this up to the whole audience I want you all to ask respectful questions and they did they really fleshed it out I said make believe you're a reporter I'm not going to say what I think until the last and I want all of you to kind of vote and give your opinion because your opinion counts to me too and I said at the end, you have to wait for two more eclipses to speak because they give you truth. Eclipses can be hard. They give you truth like a pie in the face sometimes. Mm-hmm. It comes hurling at you. But we don't have enough information yet, so we need to wait. And I told him the dates and everything. But it was so sweet. So, so get this. Little Betty, she's chubby. She's <laughs> raising her hand. You have to use me next. You have to. Do- <laughs> and she's right in front of me. I said, okay, Betty, you're so enthusiastic. Let's let's do you. And she hadn't she must have felt relaxed from the other question. She said, My husband and I have been married twenty-five years. We started a business together, but I found out he has AIDS and he's gay. But I love him. Do I have to leave him? And I immediately said, we're all worried about your health. How are, how is your health? My health is fine. Now she was in her fifties. I don't necessarily think they were getting physical anymore, but, and we asked so many questions and then we all said, you stay together. There's real love here. There's no reason you should part as long as you keep seeing a doctor and you know, you're okay. You know, um, you know, but she assured me that that was not any any of the problem. You know, she, she loved him. Love is hard to find in this world, you know? Yeah. If I you find it, you have to hold on to it with two hands. Wow. I just tweeted something. Um, one reader had written to me and she said, you know, you said September was going to be so sweet. <laughs> and it wasn't for me. Well, I can't <laughs> see everything in someone's chart. And I'm thinking... Oh, God, she hasn't seen the monster moon yet at the end of October. (laughs) (laughs) And I I don't want to be mean and say, if you thought September wasn't good, oh, God, end of 
October is really a challenge. But I, I, said, I, I quoted my mother. I said, my mother said, we learn nothing from times of ease. It's when we're in the ring, boxing, showing our strength, our determination, what's important to us, that we learn everything. And, and that those are the really important times of our lives. And when we sit in the corner and the referee is putting the water over our head and the fluffy towel, those are good aspects that just give you the energy to keep going. But life isn't supposed to be comfortable. It's just not. And I think my readers are surprised that it's challenging because when we're little, life is glorious. <laughs> it's, it's buttercups and, and butterflies, you know? <laughs> no, no bills. No mm -hmm. bills, ice cream cones, and <laughs> a new bicycle and a doll. And, and, but childhood should be that way. You know, we want to have that loving kind of base. Not everybody has it. Oprah certainly didn't. But, and then everybody has something. You know, we look out the window and everybody's going to work and everybody's going with such purpose and we think, I wish I were like them. But everybody has something. And, and don't feel that you're alone. I mean, we're supposed to have something that we work on. And, and they say if you had to trade your troubles for somebody else's, you're, you're used to yours now. Mm -hmm. You're getting yeah. good at it, you know, mm -hmm. so you, you would take yours back. We Whoa. forget that a lot, I think. We talk about that a lot on, on mm -hmm. our podcast, I think, about what, what I think astrology is really helpful with when used yeah. to be to do that, which is remind us that there are always things to be dealing with and there's always yeah. good aspects and there's always bad aspects. And, and, and you want to wedge open the door on the good ones, you know, because there's always something good going on in a chart. And, and it's usually where Jupiter is or some aspects that are creating opportunities and sometimes you're so wound up in the hard things that you don't see the hundred dollar bill on the sidewalk you know so um my job is to show you the good things but also some ideas of how to deal with the hard things that's why it gets long you <laughs> sure. know well i mean yeah. that's that's uh you know the the answer isn't I mean, the answer is usually simple, but it's not like short yeah. or easy. I mean, that's the yeah. same thing of what compatibility. It's like, well, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. You know what? I've been thinking a lot about something that's kind of interesting. Let's say you have a problem, but you have this going on over here and that going on over there and a phone call here. I think the fact that they're all happening at the same time, look at some of the things that are happening over to the left side and the right side. There could be an answer there could be a tie that you're not seeing. There's a book called A Whack on the Side of the Head. It's so, you would love it. All of you would love it. <laughs> it's by Roger Van Oaks, O-C-H-E-S, something like that. It's done in the 60s, so all the illustrations are very 60s. But they'll, they'll say, take a problem, and they give you different exercises like, Ask yourself what your mother would say, what the policeman on the corner would say, what your teacher would have said, what your doctor would have said, and, and they give you all the list of people. Or open a dictionary, look at page 157, go six words down, and find a tie between your problem and that word. And uh -huh. it shakes up your thinking. And I love things like that. I, then there's another one, Think Like a Genius, by Todd Siller, S-I-L-L-E-R real breakthrough books to 
shake up your brain. I'm very, very interested in creativity. Before I became a full-time astrologer, I was an agent for commercial photographers. And my whole life was at ad agencies and people, and art directors would be sketching, you know, what the ads would look like. So my whole world was pictures. I loved it so much. And we would create it. But, you know, the photography industry started to be stock. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of doing something original, they were picking one chrome out of a library. But I, I started my website at the same time. So at night I did my website and during the day I did the agent work. Because my children, I was the sole support. My husband was never working. We was married, but he was just never working. And when you're starting a business, people say to me, should I just start my business? No, you have to do both. Yeah, <laughs> You have to have overlap mm-hmm. because you need money coming in. And because I never went to high school and did homeschool, I was obsessed with education. So I sent them to the private school system in New York and then college, and then took seven years to pay their loan. I've, I've worn a hair shirt most of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but they give you a little coupon book. Yeah. And if you're so used to paying, I said to myself, if I ever stop getting used to it and start buying stuff from me, it's going to be hard. So I'm just going to keep it up because my father did that for me, and I want to do that for the kids. And you can do it. You know, I, I wish more parents would help their kids and... You, know. you hear that, Mom? <laughs> Susan, said, Susan said, send me the check. My mom doesn't need to hear it. <laughs> she could have a little less involvement. Yes. Uh, well, some, some can't. But even if you could do 10%, anything, to try to help your kid, because yeah. it's, the, it's the finance charges, the interest. Mm-hmm. That's what kills students. Yeah. Yeah. The psych. Well, it's. It's what you're talking about all relates, I think, into cycles. And it's something we talk a lot about in astrology. But even these books you mentioned, I think a lot of times people are, in my, self included, just get caught up in the patterns of, I've been doing it this way and this way. And it this way worked when I changed my pattern two years ago because I changed it to this way of thinking. But then well, it just, you hit these walls. And I think all these things you're talking about are like just being like actually physically shaken and being like, no, it's time to like look through, pick the dictionary and look at something else because you're fixing, you're fixating. It's so good to shake up your thinking any which way you can. Mm -hmm. And that's why these two books are my favorite. But you just hit on something really good. Saturn is the one planet. He he comes around every 29 years, as you know. Uh And we don't think you're mature until you're 28 and a half because you've not... 18 or yeah, 20. You're hungover. Yeah. You get hangovers now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've learned something from all 12 houses by that point. And the one thing about Saturn, when he first comes to you, it's new. Cause, and even if on the second time around, it still feels new because you're in a different place in life. Mm-hmm. And so you're learning new things again. The one thing I learned, like when you get a, um, a challenge and you say, I know, I know what I did. 10 years ago, it was a perfect solution for that. And you've got Saturn, you know, and you try it, and damn it, it doesn't work. Because Saturn wants you to try something new. And he'll keep twisting your arm until you try something new. 
And it takes so much courage to try a different solution. You're like, oh, please don't make me try something new. <laughs> and then other people around you, I've seen this so many times. I know this like I know my name. People say, she's trying so hard. Let me give her help. I like what you're doing. You need, you need an introduction. I've got one for you. Or there's a supplier you need to know. When they see you trying hard, people come to you. We're all here to help each other. Don't be afraid. When Saturn comes to you, he used to rule Aquarius, and that mm -hmm. gives you a clue. You have to innovate and try something new. And when we're going through difficult aspects, it's wonderful to be an astrologer because I know exactly <laughs> pretty much the day, month, and year that it's going, the pain is going to end. But the idea is not to set your alarm clock for that day. You're supposed to learn something. Whoa. And as we go through life, the more you learn. Have you ever noticed how your grandma is so calm? And you say, Grandma, oh, my God, I've got Pluto opposition the sun and, and Uranus <laughs> square the moon and, 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 you know, all these aspects are so bad. She said, I had that in 1946, and she'd laugh. <laughs> well, she's laughing because she got through it. Yeah. And, and she feels good about it. And you will, too. It is true. God doesn't give you anything more than you can handle, even though we doubt that <laughs> a lot of times, you know. And, uh, and, and you can get inspiration. Sometimes when I'm really, really upset, I would say with a breakup, with a romantic breakup, those are the hardest. I find reading poetry helps. Mm. I go into Barnes & Noble and get books and... Sometimes just sit there and read poems and then buy the book if I love the poem and then memorize it. It helps me. But every sign deals with tension differently. I also like to go to church and light candles and, and maybe hear music or something. But every sign is different. Like like Aries would want to like do something physical. Are you saying Actually. for their sun sign or for their like more Venus Mainly the places? sun sign. Mm -hmm. What they would do to deal with any stress. Mm -hmm. Like Gemini has to talk to someone on the phone. Mm -hmm. They have to talk. Um, and it's funny. If you're talking to your boyfriend about something awful that happened, he wants to fix it. No, you're not supposed to fix it. I'm intelligent, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been talking for two hours. I know. I'm fleshing it out, the details. And men just want to fix it. They think that's why we're talking about it, but that's not why we're talking mm -hmm. about it. Uh -huh. At all men. No. Yes. <laughs> yes, all men. <laughs> <laughs> well, they want to help, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, but all of... All the signs um, have a different way of approaching stress. And actually, I wrote a, a whole piece on that, Stress Busters. Ah. I, on my app, it's there. And I think it's on my website, too. My app is, Apple made me call it Daily Horoscopes because too many people were pretending to be me. But it's not just Daily Horoscopes. It's much more than that. It's all my essays. Daily Horoscopes Astrology is owned by Susan Miller. That's what it is in the Apple App Store and in Google Play. Um, but I have a free version. You know, somebody may not have a job and, you know, just want... It has my uncut monthly and also little snippets, mm -hmm. like Twitter size, which a lot of people like. But then for four ninety nine, they have much bigger and all my library <laughs> and wow. the compatibility and you know at a bar you can you know you can see how you you know the quick match lounge guy and you can laugh and have fun and you yeah. know stuff like that. just reading ours oh. 
our dailies right before you yeah. go. Oh, yes. thank you. Yeah. Well, and my monthly. I put a lot into it. I'm always into the monthly. And the don't monthly worry, we great. won't tweet you if it comes out a day oh, later. People yes. are st- hurt my feelings so oh, Leave Susan bad. alone, everyone. <laughs> She's working well, seven hours a sign, okay? There was a, tr- a, a cute child in Dunkin' Donuts and she <laughs> had to engage. <laughs> Sorry, Leo. It's going to be a day late. Well, did you see what happened at the end of uh, September? I was down in Baltimore giving a, sp- a speech on the year ahead and I'm racing to get down there and I'm writing Scorpio. And you know that little scroll button down at the bottom of Microsoft Word? It's the perfect way to crash something. And I was reducing the size of the font. I had spell checked. I was ready to send it to my editor. And up comes a dialogue box. Sorry, that file is corrupted now. Ugh. We're sorry for the inconvenience. And you want to murder someone. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the Scorpios. That's a scary. Oh, my God. So I did something really bad. (laughs) I went on Twitter and said, I hate Microsoft Word. I hate them. They know they have a problem and they do nothing about it. I hate them. Well, three Microsoft engineers started DMing me. Oh, my God. And I went back and I said, I shouldn't have said that. And I meant it. They were really nice and they really care about us. (laughs) And since I use their products so much, I'm a good test subject. And they're asking me a lot of questions and we're trying to figure this out. And they showed me other way. Did you know that in the bottom of the, I didn't know this, my editor did, next to that scrolly thing that goes back and mm-hmm. forth, there's a little dot, a tiny little dot that you can, you can press and up comes a dialogue box. Do you want 100%, 150%, whatever? I never saw it. It's a secret. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Why would that. they? They used to have it on the toolbar. Yeah. 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 Well, when they called me, I said, why did you take that away? I'm terrified of that little thing. <laughs> and he said, well, you can have it back. It's right there. And I'm like, oh, my God, you changed my life in just two <laughs> minutes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I, it's, it's hard. You know, you're, you're writing all day long and you want it. <laughs> you want it to at least go into a file. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. When it and then people say, oh, the drama queen, she's making it up. And it's not true. <laughs> Do you know the New York Times now writes editorials when I'm two hours late? In place of you? They, they wrote a big story about me on August 23rd, uh, 2018, last year, last summer. And they put it in there. She's late. But I said, if you would qualify it two hours, people think I'm a month late. But also, you also, can do whatever you free. want. Yeah. yeah. Also, you are you kidding me? They were, I mean, it was such a nice article, and then they spoiled it at the end. But people said, people don't reach the end. Don't worry about it, Susan. <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's. Yeah. A, I mean, that's the thing is like you're. There's so much energy and talent and time yeah. that it's like I when I see so the people hard. like now, now that you say this thing about the New York Times, I'm starting to see what that Trump guy <laughs> means. <laughs> <laughs> fake fake news after all. <laughs> he does. I had something just recently, and this is a new thing that's scary. People will say, I want to interview you, and they'll put a recorder down, and that's fine. This one woman did that. It was for an Italian magazine. And I said, you know, I, th- I think I should take a look at it just in case because I do spot errors. Like in an American magazine, they said, she said I had Solaris in the seventh house. I said, Arthur, there is no Solaris. Oh, you people have these crazy names. I said, you have Uranus in the seventh house. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's good for me to read. She had I called her back after I, I saw this mess of an article. And I said, you sent that to a transcriber. And you never looked at it. You never corrected a sentence. You never smoothed it out. You know, like when you're yeah. making a cake and you put it in the hot yeah. water and you smooth it. That's what you I spent hours fixing it. And now I say to reporters, you're not going to do that, right? I, I feel terrible asking them. But the the whole journalistic thing, don't you have pride in writing beautiful sentences and using interesting words and try to stretch? I keep trying to stretch. I try to make better writing all the time, you know, and... You know, well, that's yeah. why people read your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and you're a writer too. I mean, like, I would be ashamed to show you some my oh, my comedy no. notebook or something. But, but you know what? It's I like the ballerina at the bar. If she does it every day, she gets good. Right. Anybody who does it every day will get good at what they do. Sure. And I, I mean, like a finished product. You know, I, I think as a writer, you no one ever wants to see your scrap or your, your yeah. processor. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I I talked to some PR people and they said, "Oh, are you kidding? This is the new thing." They just throw it to a transcriber, and that's it. They just copy down what you said, and that sometimes there needs to be connections between the paragraphs, and sometimes there's noise, and they get the word wrong. And I said, you know, um, I had to fix it, um, but I used your style. She said, oh, you didn't have to. It's my article. I said, oh, but it's God. my reputation. Yeah. yeah. Let's make yeah. it better. And it's your reputation too. Mm -hmm. Actually, her editor in chief liked what I did. So yeah. it worked. Well, someone actually wrote it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> it's like, well, you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, that's like, I'm oh, never mind. I was. Uh, okay, well, well, not. We have a game that we play with all of our ooh. guests. Yes. I don't know if you ever played this or heard of it like lightning or something That's, uh, we're doing just one round of do you know mary fuck kill no <laughs> okay pretty i'm gonna give you three celebrities they share your moon and rising sign okay and basically it's lighthearted. sometimes people edit it to be mary i don't really kiss, care about kiss, kiss mary what's, avoid what is it? avoid Snog, mary avoid that's what the brits call <laughs> that's it what the brits call but basically it. if you had to marry someone kill someone or fornicate with someone <laughs> you pick between the three and these all share your moon and rising signs these celebs so okay. we have hopefully you don't know any of them personally and they won't be offended yeah <laughs> but also if they are it's the game it's, it's a game, game. It's, game. it's a game mickey rourke Ooh. <laughs> peter fonda yeah and michelle pfeiffer Okay, and what are the three things that they're supposed to do? You have to pick one of them to marry, one of them to just one night of sin, and then uh, one to Mickey Rourke. One night of sin, eight uh, and a half was just all right. easy. Yeah. Right. And then one to murder, and then one to <laughs> oh, I don't want to mur or murder or Michelle avoid. Pfeiffer. Avoid uh, them. Avoid. Well, her. Michelle Pfeiffer's way too pretty, so I'm going to avoid her. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to marry. And I'll Peter. marry Peter Fonda because the Fonda family yeah. is doing very well. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Le legacy family. I get it. <laughs> I think I might fornicate with Michelle. I'm, Michelle, <laughs> I'm, I'm Venusian by nature. Give me the give me the pretty, mm. and oh, then probably 
avoid Mickey. I know. Wait, I feel like Mickey comes up on this game a we, lot. He just came up recently. And Someone we must about, have had this. I said I was going to kill him, but you reminded me of the Pomeranian. Yeah, he had the, the Pomeranian. Yeah. So we were like, oh, we, we can't. Have to, yeah, we can't. Yeah. Him. I think I do want to marry into the Fonda estate, though. That's a good. Do you have any more? Yeah. No, that one. Well, actually, wait, 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 no, wait. I have I, to tell you something that happened in China. I've been to China <laughs> okay. three right. times. And my agent over there, she's only 27, I love her, her name is Weedy. She said, you're going to meet Mr. Fung. And he looks just like um, David Frost, only Chinese. So it was a, a, an interview, very you know, proper interview with a translator. And he said, Susan, I never heard of you. I must have been living under a rock. And I said, you're in China. You're in Beijing. Of course not. <laughs> he said, well, no. When I went on Weibo, and you know, which, which is our social media, everybody knew you. And so I asked them, give me questions for Susan. And he said, I have 60 questions, 15 minutes, lightning round. And Whoa. I can only remember one of them, like... Who's easier to break up with, a Capricorn or a Leo? <laughs> a Capricorn, but I'll get letters. He said, you're going to get letters. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like you couldn't. That's so yeah. fun. And that would be perfect for your podcast. Yes. Oh, we'd Damn. Next time. Something like that. And yeah. you just make, on, Susan. We're you like, know, who would you want to cook dinner for you, this or that? Or oh, who would I you love want that. to clean your house? Or who would you want to give you a reference for a job? Or, you know. And just pick two signs and make the person go through it really fast. That sounds Ooh, fun. I, like I that. love I that idea. I think you're right about the Capricorn, though, because I feel like they would channel <laughs> that into, like, sp like spite success. <laughs> where, like, the Leo, I don't even think the Leo would allow. They wouldn't allow you to They go, wouldn't even no, allow that. No. They, even if they got broken up with, they wouldn't. It'd be re purpose and yeah they like, come back and and, and they <laughs> draw you back in yeah, <laughs> a single tear <laughs> in Leo's face and you're like oh I can't do this um, I feel like the Leo wouldn't let you break up with them and then they'd break up with you <laughs> a week later <laughs> they'd be like no I won't allow it that is so wise <laughs> I love it so party notes oh, 2020 what I mean, this is we maybe too much to ask. We have something so big coming. Anything we should know, know about? about the grand mutation? No. Why do astrologers always give names that sound like the Ebola virus? The <laughs> 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 grand mutation. So I decided to look into this. Every 20 years, you probably know, Jupiter and Saturn meet, and that will happen on December 21st of 2020. So we're a year away. And... It's, it's an exciting meeting because Jupiter and Saturn are in the middle of our solar system, sort of, you know, the, almost like the Goldilocks area. Not so fast like Venus to move too quickly that you don't feel the trend. Not so slow like the outer planets where it takes 14 years to go through a sign. So they really set up a trend. Every 200 years, they make a switch. For the past 200 years, they've met in Earth signs. It's crazy. Virgo, Taurus, Capricorn. They're switching over to air now. Ooh. And Ooh. we are very lucky to live in the middle of it because, you know, it's a 200-year cycle. Wow. So for the next 200 years. So the robots are definitely coming. <laughs> <laughs> you heard Which it here first. I don't first. know how I feel about that. See... Uh, the first one will be in Aquarius. 
and then Libra. Now that we did have one in 1982, you know how when a planet is is going to go uh, into another sign, like like we're going to have this year. Saturn is going to give you a, a little preview of being in Aquarius from March 20th to July 1st. Okay, we just get a little burst of it, and then it goes back to where it was, and we're used to it, Cap Capricorn. Well, it does that too. So in 1982, it was in Libra, but I don't remember much difference. But with, with Earth, we went through the industrial age and mm -hmm. the building of the roads. We only got another year to build roads. Cause oh, it's, shit. And you know, didn't didn't we get promised roads? We need roads, New yeah. York, and, and bridges, oh. and all that. Oh, stuff. bridges! <laughs> Don't you love those Dateline stories? The twenty month dangerous bridges in America. Oh my god! And you're like, oh my god, is this one of them? Is yeah. <laughs> I know. I can't remember that story, and I need to know. But um, so that's kind of interesting. But there's some other stuff going on. Jupiter is meeting with Pluto, something that happens every 13 years, and I love that. That is a signature of success. When Jupiter's with Pluto, I started looking up who has it. George Washington, Abe Lincoln, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, wow. um, Robert De Niro, Dorothea Lang. Wow. <laughs> um, not a lot of people have it, you know? So um, it's going to happen in Capricorn, which is big money sign. So I know that it's going to be a good economy. But here's what's interesting. They they start meeting, they, they actually dock April 4th. Then they, oh, by the way, my calendars are always by LA time. Oh, oh hell yeah. And you say, why is that? Well, West Coast, I should say. Because let's say you get a full moon at 11 o'clock at night. Well, at two o'clock in the morning in New York, What's, you're not even going to use it. You're going to feel it the day before. So I'm very careful about that. You want to get energy as it's building, not mm -hmm. after it peaked. Okay. So it's going to, Jupiter and Pluto are going to meet three times next year. But they don't have to meet. They're staying within five degrees of each other all year. This tells me the economy is going to be very, very, very good. Now, when Jupiter's with Pluto, it's like a hot air balloon going all the way to the moon. But something so weird is happening in 2020. Little Saturn, he's in Capricorn too. Have you ever gone out with your girlfriend or your boyfriend and your little sister or little brother? I'm coming too. No, you're staying home. <laughs> no, I'm coming, mommy I'm the said. Sister. Mommy <laughs> said I could come too. And like, my little brother's coming, oh God. <laughs> And he's tagging along with the other two. And they're all staying together, wrapped in packing tape, like when you send a FedEx out. <laughs> now, I looked at this. Pluto is masses. It's the government. It's big powerhouse planet. It takes the goodness of Jupiter and multiplies it many times over. That's why it's such a good aspect that comes every 13 years. But if Jupiter expands everything it touches, Saturn constricts and shrinks everything it touches. So how do I make sense of this? I think it's good because that hot air balloon won't go all the way to the moon. It'll anchor it. And I believe Saturn will hold inflation down. Whoa. So we're going to have prosperity 
without inflation. Look, Donald Trump, no matter whose side you're on, we know that he will do anything to, to get in again. And I have found only in my own circle that Republican voters seem to be more sensitive to prosperity. They seem to be drawn yeah. to that, mm -hmm. whereas Democrats, not so much more like poor people and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, social issues. Yeah. Social yeah. causes. That whole Medicare for all <laughs> thing that's going around. And also, um, this is very... Uh, I, I won't get into it. <laughs> like um, this, no matter what side you're on, it's like this pod. We've had some interesting <laughs> reviews. are like, don't agree with what they're saying, but astrology is interesting. <laughs> well, you see, when the reason we have such conservatism is all the planets are in Capricorn, and Capricorn, when people are scared, they tend to go back to the past. You know, they make mom's meatloaf and wow. tapioca pudding and mashed potatoes. And you go back to the past almost uh, unconsciously. And Capricorn saves what's valuable from the past. They never throw the baby out with the bathwater ever. And we have, in January of this year, six out of ten heavenly bodies in Capricorn. So the And you see it in England. You see it in Turkey. You see it all over the place that people are going conservative. Eventually, and Brazil the, and Brazil. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and Brazil was doing better than us a few years ago. And I remember Obama had gone down there to ask them what their secrets were. It just swings, you know. It goes back and forth. I don't know who will win. We do have to vote. And it's so important. When I go on TV, the producers say, "Who's going to win?" I'm like, "I have no idea." <laughs> I can tell you the talents of each person and then you're going to hire the president by voting you know yeah and if you don't vote you can't complain you're not allowed <laughs> so um but see when we voted last time i didn't say this publicly but you can look it up because you're all astrologers the the moon was conjunct neptune and the moon was void of course most of the day and when I looked at that, I said, huh, people are voting on impressions. Maybe they're not watching Meet the Press or reading the Los Angeles Times or the New York Times. Or I was off on that. I never even thought of a foreign country trying uh, in, like, in yeah. intercepting yeah, some kind of... Because Neptune is the veil, the fog. Yeah. And I, I just never... Do you know, I got up early that morning. I was so excited to vote. And it's right in my building. Oh, wow. And so, because um, I live in these big towers. And so I got my coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and I stood on this long line. And I got to the lady. And she said, you're not registered. I said, that's, that's ridiculous. Of course I am. And she said, when was the last time you voted? I said, in the primary. I vote all the time. That's why I get jury duty all the time. <laughs> <laughs> And she said, oh, yeah, well, maybe you moved. And all my neighbors said, she didn't. She's been here twice. <laughs> we could all vouch for her. And I was not allowed to vote. I had to wow. put it in an envelope, which I got a postcard in July wow. from November that my vote was counted in July. Oh, my God. So my editor was worried about this. She said, hmm. And she came over on the, the Mayflower. She's not with me anymore, but she's like, we must vote, you know? Yeah. So she gave me a number to call, and they said, um, 
tell us the story. So I did. She said, I'm going to give you over to a man now, and he's going to ask you all the details again. And we have to make sure we got it right. So he asked me again. He said, I'm your lawyer. I said, how much do you charge? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He said, no, it's free. I am with Election Protection. Okay. Oh. Catchy. There's an 800 number. You know, you can call them. So if anything happens, you should always call Election Protection. And they, they sent me an affidavit, and I had it notarized. I sent it by FedEx. He said, oh, my God, you notarized it? I said, well, I think you have to, right? Yeah. You know? And he said, okay, you're great. I'm going to have you testify if it comes to that. <laughs> but And it was funny. They had my daughter in the book, but not me. And she moved out mm. here 10 years ago. I said, you took off Mama Bear, and you had Baby Bear. <laughs> this is crazy. That's, that's in the affidavit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that made me think it was pure incompetence rather than something dark. Wow. But then you yeah. read about gerrymandering and all oh, these things. I mean, well, even just the void of course moon, that idea of like it just not ever feeling like it worked out or whatever. Yeah. Not not to mention And we're not making meddling, a lot of progress. Yeah. We tore up the 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 treaties, but we don't have a new treaty. You know, I thought with China, um, that it only affected cars and televisions. I deal a lot with fashion companies. They're having a very hard time. And I deal also with, you know, skincare and those companies, the cosmetic companies, they all do business in China. I said, it's affecting cosmetics. They said, across the board, everything. And a lot of their money was coming from China and that's all dried up now. Wow. I had no idea it was that widespread. So I hope that that gets nailed down. I just, there's one thing I will say. When, when our president says, China, are you listening? The other side doesn't like heads of government not being loyal to their own people so they don't find them trustworthy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not course. a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that... That's not okay, you know, because people want you to be loyal to your own country. Of course. You have to be authentic in well, something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's also, I mean, not to get too deep into it, but that also is like Trump's whole thing is like make America great again. But it's also like if you're not even doing that, I mean, not it, who, yeah, if you're, yeah. if you can't even be loyal but to that. It's already gross can, and you can't even do so that. Yeah. yeah. Going what Susan said about it being this Capricorn return to the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is it's and, so interesting that even that phrase is like let's make it again like remember mom's mashed potatoes let's make it like that <laughs> again and yeah. again and it's like that wording is very purposeful because and the, the court is going back trying uh, to read i mean but here's supreme here's court what's like interesting unsupreme court uh, <laughs> mr trump has leo rising i think it's 29 degrees jupiter is heading to 29 degrees in a perfect trine around Thanksgiving. The Democrats are trying to push everything through quickly. Yeah. I would say to the Republicans, get it done quickly. I would say to the Democrats, slow it Take down. Mm-hmm. Because we, w- you would want Jupiter to be away, away there. From uh, because he's had... That look. The day mm-hmm. he got inaugurated... Jupiter was exactly trying his son to the minute. Shit. In Libra, so I knew that his 
biggest contribution would be the courts because Libra is the courts. Mm -hmm. um, but he has that Leo rising and Jupiter's in Sag and it's heading to 29 degrees. It will leave on a December 2nd. So um, then it's an, a new ball game again. And um, it's fun looking at all the, uh, the candidates. You know, you've got Elizabeth Warren, who's born right on the cusp there between Gemini and, and uh, Cancer. Mm -hmm. Mayor P. Judabeth. <laughs> I love his intellect. He's Capricorn. Uh -huh. So he's heavy as the head that wears the crown right now. Uh, Biden is Scorpio. Mm -hmm. um, Bernie is Virgo. I think we all feel bad that he got sick. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, my whole life, you know, I wasn't particularly a Bernie person, but I love him and he's so kind and he loves the nation. And I know what it's like to want to do something and my body won't do it because I got sick. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's so frustrating. And I've had it all my life with the internal bleeding and it happens on its own. And I, and he has to curtail his, and he said, he said something insightful. He said, being on the trail is not conducive to healthy eating. And I'm like, right. We all know this in a hotel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we get back, we just open the mini bar and just whatever's there. I mean, we're starving mm -hmm. and, and we have another meeting, you know, <laughs> and, and, I thought, oh my God, I never thought about that. They're on a bus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they do th two, three, four rallies a day. Uh -huh. And he's 78. And you have to go eat at like the place where you're having the people. Oh, yeah, the hot dogs. Everyone wants to So give many you their Iowa stuff. diners. Yeah. Yeah. And the, those fried funnel cakes. This is all bad <laughs> for you. Bernie, don't eat it. <laughs> hey, bring but, apples. But hey, he's, he has that Aries moon stamina, though. He's just going to. Oh, yeah. He'll keep. He'll just keep chugging. I mean, yeah. also, it's interesting that healthcare has even been his platform since the beginning of time yeah, being this Virgo. I had health care to take yeah, care of this, you know, and you, you know, all of them were very well prepared. I felt the, the Democrats, when they all spoke, I was very inspired by all of them. You know, people say, Oh, they didn't say anything. I mean, did they really listen? This is hard. This yeah. Is hard, hard. And, and they didn't give them enough time to answer. No. <laughs> Just when it was getting good, that's it. You have to stop. And I'm like, Oh, I want to hear the rest of that, you know. Absolutely. But we'll we'll get another one on the fifteenth. So oh, there we go. Well, Susan, thank you so yeah. so much. This is so cool. We uh, could truly I talk to you forever. I loved this. Uh, I you. just loved it. I will be. Do you, do people have to subscribe? How do they? They're subscribed. They're subscribed. They're, they're in. On, on We're gonna put links to everything. Yeah. How much do they pay? I just want to know that oh, for well, this. Nothing. For this is a this is a this free is up, free. but we do have a Patreon. Do, yeah. Five dollars a month gets you two bonus episodes on top of our Monday weekly episode. Okay. And we have a great Facebook group. Yeah, but I group. think you should be on Apple. We are on, on Apple. Apple. Oh, on you Apple. are. Yeah. You're on both. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, baby, we're everywhere. Podbean. Stitcher, no. There's like a million. We yeah, get Player it. FM. Player <laughs> FM. We Spotify. don't even know. You Spotify. should be on Sirius. Oh, oh we would love Sirius. I get Sirius. Uh. I like it. You know, I like it for the music. But Rachel Hunter had me on a few times, and it was really fun. You know, you're you're ready. 
Thank wow. you. Oh my God. We would love to How, that. Howard Stern, move over, baby. <laughs> King Daddy Capricorn. The three of you Baba have <laughs> such a good chemistry. Oh, thank yeah. you so it's much. It's rare. What signs are you? Oh, well, I'm, I'm a Taurus. Two of two Taurus. Taurus. I'm a Sag. Oh, wow. Earth and, and they don't put out your fire at all. What do you have rising? No, Libra. Oh, that's so sweet. That's why. Yeah, Libras are so nice. They love everybody. Well, you have Venus going through all of this. Yeah. Oh, I'm baby. I'm a 12th house dominant, like all my Taurus. So you there. know people's motivations, the 12th so. house. And, got, and that's a Pisces influence, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, got some, I, got, I got a fair amount of Scorpio in my chart. I love Scorpio. Too, so like, I have Jupiter and Scorpio. Oh. I'm good negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps my sight alive. I'm telling you, every year on the internet is like dog years. You learn eight years worth in one year. I mean, that's the thing. When you have your own business, you are face to face with anything you're not good at. You learn right away. I am too trusting. My agent says, you would... You would do anything for three beans and a cow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Susan's and on. What's right. her sign? <laughs> and she's we actually right. only offered her two beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I trust everybody. And I take everybody, you know, and I don't want to be that suspicious person, but my agent, I have three agents. So um, she's head of digital. She said, I trust nobody. So we're a good pair. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what agents are for. Yeah. You pay them to not trust people for you. I just, you know, that has been my achilles heel yeah it has been it has yeah i've learned that's sage yeah. though that uh, that's true though i mean i don't know if it necessarily just owning your own business talking about you know creative life i feel like anything that you're doing like that is is very confronting about things that you're not good and at you and just all that. come face to face with what you're lacking you know but the good part is you can you can link up with people who are you know either on a full-time or a part-time basis you know mm -hmm. like i'm very bad at stories so well you're yeah. great at podcasting so. yes <laughs> and 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 soon to be stand-up comedy yes we yeah. can't wait well you know um, amy poehler asked me to be part of the upright citizens of the brigade and i did one night you did really? oh did you do the, with her. the monologue Ask Ask oh, well, thing? yeah, I did. Oh, that's was, so cool. They give you a topic that yeah. you have to just come up with something right away. We, we've we've really, all taken UCB class. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have? Yeah, yeah. I just think it would be so much fun to do a comedy on all the signs. Do it. Well, Susan, I think I know our next project. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We could practice. Yeah. You know? yes. We can do it. Uh, yeah. We could pick a topic and then say, you know, what would a Pisces do? You know how, what would Jesus do? What would Virgo do? Would <laughs> Here, Su Susan, Susan, we'll save know, this for off-pod. Save it for off-pod. I'm going to steal this. I'm your agent. Yeah. Don't trust any Copy, of these copywriting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> currently notarized right now. You can find Susan at astrologyzone.com. Yeah. Anything else you want to plug? Um, no, just I'm writing the year ahead, 2020. Yes. And I am not going to an outside publisher. Because one girl on Twitter said, oh, her 2019 was good, but Susan usually gives us more. 
and I knew half of what I wrote wound up on the floor because they would only publish a hundred pages. They told me. Wow. Wow. So I'm glad I'm you're not doing self-publishing. Hell yeah, right. baby! Yes. In- independent woman over and here. And I'm doing my own calendar so that you can hang on the wall and know which days are good and which ones the aren't. The calendars are wonderful. I have mine on the <laughs> fridge already. I'll send you two. Both. I, yeah. I need your names and addresses. Yeah. Oh, okay. But um, and then I have my app, which is my pride and joy. And I wish you would give me a review because I read them. And, you know, any tips you have, <laughs> yeah, I'll yes. integrate them because Apple and it's, um, I said, I want it like Uber though. Like how many stars and right, yeah. you know, what you think. But um, Apple and Google have that. I've heard Google people are, are more, are harder to please. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or it might be that they only give you a review when they're mad. <laughs> that I don't know. Me. <laughs> but did you know Google's much bigger in Europe and that I, iPhone is much bigger here? Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Makes yeah. Sense. Again, ahead of the trend. Yeah. <laughs> the European, that Genesee Google. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And I'm so honored that yeah. you had me. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. What's your Bye. Sign? Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your